Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Greetings and welcome to episode 47 of the Arcade Raiders podcast. This is what happens when you give a couple of content creators, a microphone, and a lovely audience. I am Jeremy, and with me, as always, on our weekly shenanigans is my good friend, Jesse. Jesse, good evening, sir. Uh, Good evening to you guys, sir. Hope you're doing well. (laughs) I'm doing very well. We actually have a special guest tonight. Really? We do. (laughs) Oh my god. We have a very so, dear, good friend of ours with us tonight, Mimi. Hello. Hello. How are you guys tonight? I'm doing good. I am full of tacos and... Um, you're uh, full of tacos. Tacos? I'm not wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, this is going to be a, a few minutes of the staring at Jeremy being like, really? And you're tacos? not sharing the class here? You're not sharing the class? Yeah, we, we had I had tacos. I we just wanted something cheap and good and yeah, so we just got tacos and you know, I'm just just hanging out. It's been a, it's been a very stressful week, so to cap it off with tacos just kind of helped out a little bit. But, you know, that's that's. So how's y'all's week going? I mean, Anything big happening? I had to help a buddy of mine set up his stream stuff. Oh. Yeah. That's good. He pretty much just had has set mic and I was like Hang on, I got you, fam. I drove over there. I was like, here you, here you go. Here's some stuff. Enjoy this. Why are you using my software? Oh, my God. I need to fix a lot of this stuff. Move your ass. <laughs> it kind of makes you feel good, though. Like, when you when you see somebody that's just starting to kind of do stuff you've been doing forever, you're like, oh, yeah, let me show you. Let me, let me help you with that, you know? And well, well, it's like, you know, like, I understand. Like, I helped Mimi out a little bit when she first started, and, mm-hmm. and it's like, great. This is my job now. And now it's like we can talk about something besides just, like, Hey, did you play this game yet? No. Now it's like, dude, you tried doing this yet? It's like, no, I haven't. Go on. And it's like, <laughs> that's right. Bow down to your senpai. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, my gosh. Mimi, your week has been okay? It has been pretty stressful as well. Um, but, you know, the weekend is here. And I am going to relax and enjoy every minute that I can. That's... I'm going to pest you as much as I can, Mimi. Just heads up. I'm going to be like, hey, Mimi, <laughs> I know you have to have a good weekend, but I want to be here to, like, just provide you weird, weird, weirdness. Jeremy, help. I, I, I'll, I'll try to keep him away from me. I'll try to keep him busy <laughs> as much as I can. 
I'm, I'm, I'm just still mad that Jeremy had tacos and I didn't. Oh, they were so that, good, too. my week. Every week, it's like, you had tacos and share? Son of a... Yeah, Jesse always talks about going to get Taco Bell, and I'm like, I had real Ew. tacos, Jesse. Uh, yeah, you want Taco Bueno. I mean, that's even better than <laughs> oh, Taco yeah. Bell. I forgot you like Taco Bueno. <laughs> what the hell is Listen. Taco Bueno? Well, let me explain something to you, okay? It's like a way better Taco Grace- Bell. In the great state of Texas, there's this wonderful place called Taco Bueno where they serve queso out of a freaking t- tortilla. Yep. And I'm just like, I want to drink that. I need yep. a tortilla towards. So. And the hamburger meat is actually like loose hamburger meat. meat. It's not like <laughs> this congealed like. Congealed brick of wonderfulness. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not. not that, it's, it's not the pink goo is what you're saying. No, it's a lot better. A lot, Taco Bueno is <laughs> a lot better. I, I, Okay. I will mess with Pinku. I will mess with Pinku. I don't, I don't uh, care. Now I'm wondering if I've ever been to Taco Bueno when I've been down there. You, uh, you probably have real, real tacos and better cuisine than Taco Bueno. I'm really nope, sure. No, I haven't had Taco Bueno. Okay. I can already yeah. tell just by the logo. Yeah. No. It's uh, they're actually uh, closing I mean, a bunch there. here too. They've actually closed what? a bunch in Texas. I got. I gotta go spend money there and save Taco Bueno. Just come. I think it's on Tuesday. You gotta come visit. Jesse, because I think they have like 49 cent taco night. Oh, you'll never get Jesse out of there. So you could eat for like 10 bucks. You could eat for a king for like a week. You know, it's just, it's awesome. Ten, I'm spending a hundred eating like that for a year. I'm going to freeze them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to freeze them. I'm just going to shut up my face. They're going to have to wheel me out with a wheelbarrow like, oh, loneliness and tacos. Uh. Like I'm comp, a guy from the Simpsons. Just wheel me out. Let's go. <laughs> Oh my god! So maybe this is pretty much what we do every <laughs> every Friday night. But we yeah. do know we do normally talk about video games, um, and we have a lot of news. And maybe yep. feel free to jump in during this news as well. This is just kind of a free for all. Um, so it's time for some arcade raider news. Jesse, what do we have in news this week? Oh, I'm not going to freaking spoil the part here. We're not going to give you the freaking news. We know the big news this week. Microsoft bought Vesa. They acquired Vesa pretty much for seven point five billion dollars so this is big this is huge this puts now i speak for every xbox fanboy here is we now have a fighting chance against playstation because playstation i hate to say blew microsoft out of the water they blew them out of the water with their presentation overall every time every time this is huge this means a lot of things i know Jeremy, you are the big RPG guy. When you see Skyrim and Fallout and something different, what do you feel? I so many questions. Number one, how awesome would it be just to have like seven point five billion dollars lying around in the couch cushions? Like that's what I feel this deal was. It was yeah. like Phil Spencer, like, eh, we got a few extra dollars. What can we spend it on? Um, <laughs> Not mixer. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, rip. Uh, I. I Geez, there's so much to unpack here. Um, I think it's good. I, I, it was weird watching uh, Major Nelson interview Todd Howard and Pete Hines and Phil Spencer this week, and it was weird watching Todd Howard and and Phil um, interact with each other. It, I don't know. It was just so weird. It's almost like they seemed like it was forced, or like one of them just gave Hello, up on the other. Human. How yeah. are you doing, fellow yeah. human? Like Hope I don't get those well, guys. Human. Uh, it's just just nerdy devs, man. Nerdy devs. And nerdy people trying to be like, oh, this is awkward for us. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, I think I think it's a great acquisition. I think Microsoft has been, you know, they've been hammered for years and years and years. Um, they have not 
had seen they have not seen any really clear-cut rpg winning on the xbox since you know xbox and the early 360 years so it's been you know 12 years since they've actually had really good contending rpgs and i think this is going to really help their game pass situation out i i think i feel that this is Right now, Xbox is not winning, I don't think at all. I still think PS5 has the better hardware. I think they're going to have some of the better exclusives. But in two years, it's, it's the I same think that... Thing. We can call it Teraflop, Teraflop, but it's pretty much the same freaking... I will still stand by it. It's the same build. You're pretty much buying the same thing, but in different casing. Yeah. Uh, but I I just... I don't know. I, I, I see it flipping in a couple years. Like I think this is really going to... This is something that's going to catapult Microsoft and Xbox Maybe above. what you got here. Well, yeah. my question to you guys is, because I was doing a little bit of reading about this before the podcast, um, is, you know, Bethesda and all the other companies under ZeniMax, you know, they, it was, they had stuff on all platforms. Mm-hmm. They did. So what's going to happen um, oh. as far as, you know, I, I know that the, with some of the news releases that I've seen, whatever's out there and they're developing now is still going to go to those other platforms. But what about new stuff in the future? Is it going to be able to go to switch? Is it going to be able to go to PS5? I read about this. Mm -hmm. Yes. Good question. I read about this too. Um, What they're going to do is go by a basis thing. So pretty much whatever Microsoft wants to happen will happen. So it could be just like, let's say call of duty when they, you know, they release new content that will go straight for the PlayStation. This time we can see new content or games themselves be released time exclusive for a little bit and then go to PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Who knows though? Because right now Microsoft has the reins. Microsoft can be like, yeah, you can have your Tokyo Ghostwire PlayStation, but everything else is going to be on the good old PC and Xbox. But as a PC gamer, I'm just like, you know, in the end, I still win. And Game Pass wins because on the 1st of October, they're getting Doom Eternal. Yes, right. that, and that was just announced like today or yesterday. Yeah. That was announced today. And then later this month, is going on PC. I'm like, oh, <laughs> hello. I'm going to spend 60 ducks, so I'm happy. I save mm-hmm. money. So yeah. for, for me, like I feel, okay, so I, I think Microsoft is going to control it, but I, I still think they're going to always 100% just – promote it for the game pass will those games come to playstation i yeah 100 percent. i think they would i think that that makes them a lot more money by doing it that does, you know it, but the but the other thing that question sorry to interrupt the other thing that i question is is uh, and i quote um phil spencer he told bloomberg i quote we'll take other consoles on a case-by-case basis so what does yep. that what does that really mean though it you pretty know, much means microsoft will as reins, they can say yeah. no. no, and and I understand that, but you know they also hold the reins and not releasing it to other consoles and you know product. Yeah, too, I so I see it as time exclusive for a little bit for Xbox. They're gonna have it, and then they're gonna be like, sort okay, like please. Epic is done. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I see an Epic thing going here. But see, there's also another problem here that you know I've heard lots of people talk about, and I even had this thought too. You know, when it first happened was. You know, how, how do you, as a consumer, you know, feel about this? And I, I have mixed feelings about all of these things being under one umbrella. Uh, yeah. You know, when you, when you have companies that buy everything out, you know, and then now they own everything, that sometimes 
actually a lot of times is not good for the consumer and, mm-hmm. and a lot of times not good for, um, you know, competition and things. And, and that's another, that's, a, that's a whole other side of the story. Um, but all in all, you know, we're such big fans of games that it, it's going to be a bummer if we are not allowed to have all those. Like I'm a, I'm a PlayStation right. fan. We talked about it a million times on here. You know, uh, I'm, I love PlayStation. I have always been a PlayStation fan and mm-hmm. I will always own a PlayStation and to, 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 to kind of go, well, crap, now all that's under that umbrella. It almost feels like it's, it's kind of a dare. Okay, well, Sony, you're up. Who, what are you going to do? And that, that kind of worries me a little bit because I don't want all these companies to be under one umbrella. You know, that was, that was part of the creative outflow and the creative, you know, competition of being all these things. But, you know, the other thing with Bethesda is they have not had a stellar past three or four years. Like, they really haven't. They have uh, not. I and, agree upon that one. And maybe maybe that for the, maybe that for them this was a solution. Like, all right, we haven't had really good luck the past several years. Fallout seventy six was a bummer. Screw us over. <laughs> Todd you know, Howard screw us over. Rage ha- two sucked. <laughs> I've got some other feelings about Todd Howard, but we're not. Gonna, I'm not going to discuss those. I just I don't get yeah. the man. Like I don't yeah. get him at all. Like you know, for wanting he he made a comment the other day that I just was like, well, that tells a lot about what's going on in your world. Um, I, we wait, he demands, they basically wait to the last minute to release information about stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm sure your marketing team loves you, you know? Um, but anyway, so it's just odd that it's going to be under one umbrella. I think it's kind of, you know, you know, it's unfair in a sense, um, to have all that, all that creative, you know, those creative things under one umbrella. But on the flip side, if you're an Xbox fan, and again, I'm an Xbox fan too, and if you're an Xbox fan, now you are fixing to have a ton of RPGs. And you have Obsidian now is going to be best friends with ZeniMax Bethesda. And now you've got some huge creative power if Microsoft allows all of their talent to mingle and oh, create. Oh, don't, don't tell me Pillow Eternia meets freaking Scrolls. Like, dude, yeah. like... Well, what about Fallout Super. 2? What about New Vegas 2? Like, you know, that's been teased for years. You know, now you've got Obsidian and you've got the quality team from, oh, you know, Bethesda. That's just, that's, that's a lot of creativity. On that, well, that and I hope they game. do. I hope they do mingle. I think that would be, you know, really cool if they do. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the times you see them so siloed, you know, it, it's just the same old stuff being churned out all the time. So it would be nice to um, have that mingling if they allow it. Yeah, there's there's a lot there's there's so many unknowns, and mm-hmm. we're slowly gonna we're slowly gonna hear those unknowns over the next I would say six months. I think we're gonna see some huge drops, um, some huge we knowledge are. drops, some big information over the yeah. next six months, and I hope it's gonna be good. But again, I I think a hundred percent that this all revolves around. They're they're throwing in all their chips on Game Pass. Yeah, and I mean it, this it pays all off revolves right Game Pass. It pays off for now. It pays exactly. Off. Yeah, it's paying the bills now. What they say the other day, like what? How many was it? Fifteen million subscribers or something like that. Like it went from yeah. ten, I believe it was ten to fifteen million in like a couple months. Holy shit, that's a lot of money, you know. And so I want to see what I want to see how they're going to carry this further and what's going to happen with especially you know with with the um, online service, the streaming service now, Xbox is going to do for, for their gaming platforms and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. well, since we're talking about Xbox, let's go on to our next little story. 
with all the Xbox Series X pre-orders coming live Tuesday, there was a, lot, there was a slight confusion when hopeful buyers went to pick their pick up next great console, and they thought it was too easy. Well, a little bit too easy. Yes, with all the hype and everyone half awake at like 5 a.m. trying to order an Xbox Series X, they're ordering Xbox One X's and Xbox One S's. Oh, with many people taking the Twitter saying, I was half asleep in order to Xbox One X. By mistake. Fuck! And even with getting that confused, even Xbox, even Microsoft screwed up by calling it the Xbox One Series X. So even Xbox and Microsoft can't even call their console by their correct name. So, yeah, like, what's the deal of ordering stuff at 5 a.m.? Like, what the hell? I'm. Way to pay attention, people. <laughs> I mean, 5 a.m., I mean, I'm halfway during that time. I'm barely, like, making breakfast. I'm scared I'm going to burn eggs. Oh, I get it. But if you're going to, if you're really wanting to make a big purchase like this, you're going to, you pay attention. I'm sorry. If I'm going to do a purchase like this, look, my ass is going to be out of bed, waiting, wide awake, to do it right. Mimi's chug five Red Bulls. <laughs> Check, checking your bank account, checking your credit card, making sure everything's good. You exactly. know, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, but this, I mean, because these these aren't these are big purchases when you mm-hmm. you know in the scheme of things. Mm-hmm. So, so what Mimi? What I'm, I'm to get out of here is you're saying stupid idiots. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Pretty much. Respect. I'm sorry. Respect. I'm sorry. You know, I'm gonna call it like I see it. If if you're, you know, I mean, people are saying, "Oh, I was half asleep and ordered the wrong thing." Dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. I, you know, I and, yeah, I agree. <laughs> you know, I I I saw when I saw that you had this, I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> and I just laughed. You know. Listen, if, I got the, for one joke story in here. I mean, it makes everyone feel better. <laughs> Now, Jeremy, you were half awake when you bought your PS4, PS5, right? Uh, no, I was all awake. I was actually in the middle of teaching. <laughs> and I, well, I, I, I knew that they were going to... Okay, everybody's freaking out about these pre-orders. Number one, take a breath. They, they, they're going to have stuff in stock. They're going to have physical stock. They're going to have other stuff. Just relax. Everybody's going to get a PlayStation or Xbox. But no, I ordered mine during the middle of class. I actually got, I had like 50 alerts set up. And the second I saw it on my phone, like I immediately had like, I immediately had several websites pulled up on my phone ready to go in case I saw it. And it just happened to be in like when I was done teaching and then I immediately just threw it on, threw the credit card and boom. Like I, so that it was easy for me. But with the whole series, this whole, I made a mistake. No, yeah, you didn't make I agree a with Mimi. It's just dumb. Like you made a mistake because you weren't reading. I mean, this you weren't is paying these, attention. Yeah, yeah. It's like the reason that they give TOS things for video games. They know nobody's going to read it. It's because of these folks that they get away with a lot of stuff, <laughs> you know. Um, but but you know, Jesse and I have talked about it several times. Um, the Xbox One X is actually a better console than the One S. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. I mean, but, it actually is a better console. Like, the, but it's, it, it's but better. This is the one X, one S is for, like, you're trying to order Series X, which is just like, can we just have better naming than, like, I agree. Like, oh, let's yeah. throw a lot no, of X in it. I agree with it. you on that. Let's just I throw agree. a lot of X and S in it and hope something sticks. Yeah, no, you know, but uh, I, I don't well, know what to even, say. Even when they did the, you know, 
um, what was it, the Xbox One X, you know, whatever the, what was the um, working name for it? Uh, at the Project time. Sc- was it like Project Scarlet? I mean, that yeah. would have been a bomb ass cool name. Yeah. Yeah, what you was it? The, yeah, and then it, like everything had, wasn't it Project Scorpio at first too? Oh, there yeah, was, it was uh, oh, Scorpio. Scorpio, that, yeah, it was Scorpio. Was because that if you actually, cool. yeah, if you actually got one of the first edition Xboxes that was like titled Scorpio, if you open it up on the actual chip, there is an engraved scorpion on all of those people's, um, um, motherboards nice. that actually got that so mm-hmm. yeah no you're right I, I i don't get their naming um to me honestly i feel like it's a joke to just be calling it the xbox one series x or whatever i think that's a joke number one because we already have an xbox one and it makes just seeing the title makes me feel like oh it's just a slight upgrade it's still the xbox one but just a slight upgrade it's, it's like the iphone you know yeah and they do their little m- mid upgrades you know xr versus xs and you don't know which one's better so you have to like look it up before you go buy a phone and exactly That's then you exactly get there and you, then you get the store and you're like wait which one did i want again uh-huh and then <laughs> and, you end and, up getting the most expensive one because you think oh because people think oh the most expensive one is the better yeah. one yeah oh it's not <laughs> come on exactly but the stats you know the 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 configuration and stuff for the one x is better than the series s and then it has yeah. the disc um, and that's another soapbox I don't want to get on now, but I, I feel, I feel, you know, you know how I am. I have like my yes, physical yes. media. Got to yes, have my physical same. media. Um, and I will so. freaking deny your soapbox because yeah. I'm not going to start this no, so many I, times. I'm with, I'm sorry. I'm with Jeremy on this one. Gotta you have guys my physical are media. freaks, okay? You guys are freaks. No. How dare you give the times? No, because if, okay, boomers. Because okay, if, I'm out. I'm out, boomers. Up. Peace. Oh my god. <laughs> no, because you know, what if the cloud goes away? What you know? Then yeah. then it's all gone. Yeah. Well, then I raise pitchforks and mark and walk walk my ass to Washington, mostly in front of the freaking Microsoft. Go, dang. Get in my freaking portal. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> I know I will. I will. You know, I'll be. A, I mean, I will go into an RC tank. Let's go. I will freaking strike first. I'll be like, yes, take yeah. it, take my RC revenge. I mean, okay, there's no. already games that are gone because of that. So yeah, I mean, look, we don't we don't talk about those games. May rest in peace. <laughs> yeah. Well. You know, but yeah. So no, I I agree. I want I want my physical media myself so okay besides you all being freaks we got some more news (laughs) okay and with september approaching us i mean we're at the end of the month here holy crap uh time to look at two big future events the game awards with mr jeff save the summer keely will return on december 10th which is good and it's be all online which expected and finally blizzcon will now be blizz online for this year, uh, starting February 19th and 20th in 2021. So, all online stuff, which I'm fine with. I'm fine with this. You know, you guys know me. I'm a hermit. I hate people. I love everything being accessed through my eyes on the internet. Don't know why. I think this is a blessing for Blizzard. <laughs> uh, yes. Because the last two BlizzCons, Blizzard has had a rough time. So yeah. I I think this is a blessing for Blizzard, and they're like, I could just see the marketing team going, oh sweet, 
we don't have to do a major, we don't have to actually have, you know, uh, an in-person event. That's going to save that we marketing don't team and oh, that PR God. team so many, <laughs> so many headaches. <laughs> um, but again, but on the, on the other side of that, I honestly don't think Blizzard has much to show. Um, we're we're going to have Shadowlands before then. Like in the next month, we're going to have Shadowlands. Diablo 4, let's face it, it's not coming out until 2022. I don't care what anybody says. And Overwatch 2, it's like they just threw it together. And I doubt that comes out till 2022. At, um, at least. I don't. I, yeah. I would think longer for Overwatch 2. Yeah. yeah and now, I kind of feel like Overwatch, the hype is how, like, gone way to break down. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much wipes. But, yeah. but Jeff Keighley, the Game Awards, you can I mean, do those without having, you know, a million people there. I, if anything, like last week, the Emmys, if anybody caught the Emmys doing their online virtual Emmys, it went really well. Uh, my wife yeah. and I watched it, and it was it went really well. So I think we're going to see a really good, high budgeted show from Jeff Keighley this year. Do you think they'll show Keanu? No, I, 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 I don't think Keanu realized how much how much his stock was worth last time. Oh and I, <laughs> I bet to get Keanu back, Keanu's probably upped his price. You know, um, uh-huh. but I bet we see some good stuff uh, for sure. Like I really want to. I, I mean, we got so much it. stuff coming out, and you know, it's gonna—it's the beginning of the of the console cycle, the, the generation cycle. So I think we're gonna start seeing some more stuff. Plus, Jeff Keeley, I just—I love. We love he, the guy. I love the guy. Yeah, he's—he yeah. is our nerdy spokesperson. He is so passionate about mm-hmm. you know all this stuff, and and you know he he just listening to him, he he talks well, he presents himself well. But he also, you know, puts on a good show and he organizes his show very well. And I, you know, it's I it, mean, every year it gets better and better. The summer he saved our summer, and also he's like against E three right away, which is great because he knows this year's E three would have sucked with all the freaking oh, yeah. influencers. Yeah. yeah, he's like, no, it's not about influence, it's about the games. Yeah, exactly. and I think I think he's he's single handedly potentially with all this going on, he could potentially cause E three not to be as eventful and as exciting as it's been in the past i think he's got other things up his sleeves yeah he puts the focus on what it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. and that's you know what we we need instead of all the you know it yeah it can be fun to have all the trimmings and blah 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 but you know sometimes all that can drown out what the focus should be yeah right so but I think it's kind of cool that they're going to be in Los, you know, it's going to be Los Angeles, London, and Tokyo. Yes, yeah. exactly. I mean, that's Streaming great. Live from all those locations, you know. Oh no. What? We're going to we're going to see Keeley's best friend ever. Oh no. <laughs> oh man, I forgot his name because he created Death Stranding. And I just can't picture it now. Oh, uh, Kojima. Yeah, I'm trying to forget it, just because Death Stranding. <laughs> I'm yeah, trying to get I know. A little bit. Yeah. But you know what, man? That is, you know, you talk about power couples in Hollywood. You know, <laughs> like Brad so, and Angelina. So what you're I'm telling me you, here is those like two the tramps, dudes, Kojima and Keeley, just sharing some skinny. <laughs> well, when they walk into a building, the world stops and they walk on water. Like that is how much of an audience they command, and that is that's really powerful to me. Kojima, you know? who made your dress? But, Kojima, Kojima, look over here. He gives like the pouty lips. Oh my god. 
Okay, enough making fun of Kojima. And, you know, we're talking about Blizzard, right? We're talking about Blizzard. Uh, speaking of Blizzard, uh, a ragtag group of ex-Blizzard employees has formed their own development company called Dream Haven. This, is gonna, this team had many hands in a bunch of Blizzard games. Uh, we're talking StarCraft II, Warcraft Three, and Hearthstone, the NFU. Now, this is one simple company, but they have two studios, uh, Moonshot and Secret Door. Currently, there is no projects announced Jeremy, I know when we say the word Blizzard and we say those games and you're just saw like you're kind of hyped. I didn't guess at this. Yeah, so um, so real quick story. You know, Blizzard changed about four, about five years ago when Activision took them over. It was about five well, or six years ago. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it honestly, I feel and many fans do feel it changed it for the worse. I mean, they, they, you know, they purchase, you know, Bungie and then they say, okay, never mind. after about five years, um, you know, Bungie, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm destiny to those people. And then, you know, they integrate it. They're like, no. And all this time, you know, they're laying off tons of people, you know, uh, Activision's laying off tons of people. Activision all of a sudden just stops esports that Blizzard really wanted to promote for a long time. They shift, they basically strip the Heroes of the Storm crew, and I still stand by Heroes of the Storm is actually one of the best um, RTS games, or, or, you know, like online MOBA, multiplayer, yeah. or MOBA, sorry, MOBA games. I still stand behind this one of the best MOBA games ever ever made. Um, you know, then they pull staff from that, then they shifted here, they shifted to this, and then Mike Morheim, who, you know, founded, you know, was one of the co-founders of Blizzard. Then you got Frank Pierce, who also retired uh, last year. Uh, you have Chris Metzen who retired, you know, all these people, it's almost like they were run off and these are some brilliant people. You know, those teams were, are amazing. And to see that Mike Morheim is, is building this new team, um, this, this new team over at, at they're called dream Haven and they're going to, co they're combined with these other like secret door. And I think is moonshot was the name of it. Yes. And those are going to be like, all ex employees, the way it looks. Oh, yeah. Roster. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. This whole group is ran by nothing but ex-Blizzard um, employees. And when they say Blizzard employee, like, these are Blizzard veterans, like Dustin Browder. When I saw Dustin Browder and Ben Thompson, like, I was like, holy shit, they are, like, Morheim is not playing here. And then I saw the art, and the art just basically just describes all of that in one picture. Everything they've done, I just immediately saw Blizzard. And, you know, these guys date back to the the Warcraft days, the Warcraft 3 days, the, mm -hmm. you know, the good they created days. Hearthstone, yeah. they created Starcraft. And I, I am, when I saw this, I was like, all right, I'm listening, Mike Morheim. And I think this is, I feel like by Mike Morheim doing this, and I don't know the whole story of what happened. I don't think any of us really do, but I feel like this is like him saying, I'm not done. I was, I left yeah, retired or whatever, resigned, but I can't stop. I've got more stories to tell. And these people that I have been friends with for year, decades, we have more stories to tell and we're not done yet. And it's a, to me, it feels like a big F you to Activision and they're here to play. So I'm really excited if you can't well, I'm, tell. I'm wondering if what they're going to come up with, you know. Definitely something fancy the way it looks because you have whole like, I don't know, but. That's a good question, though. It's like, is it going to be RPG? Is it going to mm -hmm. be mobile based? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and a lot of these, a lot of these veterans have uh, trading card backgrounds. Um, you know, um, a lot of them worked like on Command and Conquer, uh, Lord of the Rings Online. So there is a huge, 
just chest of ideas and stories that I think that between everybody that Morheim has brought in, I think that there's going to be no lack of, of stuff. Well, the talent's there. It's just a matter of what they're going to come up with. Yeah. And we'll probably you know. see something like a few, maybe next year. Who knows? You know. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, but is it going to be, are they going to come out storming with a AAA game? Or are they going to come out with something indie and fun? You know, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's like, it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. You know, if they're going to mm-hmm. do like a slow burn and all of a sudden they just blow up one day. Or like I said, you know, come yeah. storming out with a AAA for sure, and it, it'll definitely be three, four, five years before we actually start seeing mm-hmm. like games, games coming out of the, you know, out of their, out of their studios. But the way it's set up, you know, with Moonshot Games and Secret Door as their two main studios under Dream, the Dreamhaven banner or whatever. Ah, I'm just, I'm just so excited because just because Morheim, he, they, he knows that group knows how to make stories and, and, and art, art has always been huge for me. As one of the big yeah. reasons I buy Blizzard games was the is the art. Oh yeah, no, I know what you mean by that. Yeah. So I yeah, so when I saw this, I got super week. excited. Like I immediately, I immediately texted Jesse. And I was like, "We've got to talk about this because this is exciting, and it's perking up the ears of old of, of us old guys that have been playing Blizzard games since we were kids." Mm-hmm. You know. So. Yep. All right, well, I'm glad I made you happy, Jeremy. Now it's time to make me very, very unhappy. Our last story, you can... Oh, look, I'm already not happy. I'm already not happy to this. Amazon is ent- is now entering the cloud gaming service. Luna, not the key to the Stadia, but pretty much the Stadia. And surprising fact, they are they got around Apple's cloud-based gaming rule by going through the web browser. Oh, my God, they figured it out. GG. Now, besides that, you know, from buying games like you do with Stadia, you can subscribe to the games, which with Luna Plus, which would be like, I'm thinking like Game Pass. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Okay. Like, I know there's a few big things here. I know there's a few big things here Amazon you're doing that's great with it. You're incorporating your Twitch, you're incorporating all sort of stuff. But this just seems like a lot of copy paste from a uh, good old uh, Stadia and honestly I have I have no faith in cloud gaming right now I have none I have none especially as a streamer I have no freaking faith in this not until we get more stable internet Mimi what are your thoughts on Stadia I'm curious you know Jesse, what? Jesse I... and I bitched about this for over a year now okay so this is an area I just really don't know much about because um, as far as, like, the Xbox One, you know, I've just actually sort of t- started tuning in where people are playing in the cloud. And I'm like, and so I just don't get it yet, honestly. I mean, it's, uh, but because the other thing, too, is, do you remember the movie Wally? We're yeah. turning into people, we're turning into <laughs> the people with, in Wally in our Dream own come true. Well, maybe for some people, okay, I'll grant you that, Jesse. But, you know, I mean, are, are we have to be that plugged into games where, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about it because I just don't understand it and just don't know much about it yet. 
is well, what it yeah. comes down to. So I don't really have a huge opinion. I I just but I also just keep thinking of the movie Wally and everybody in their little floating lounge chairs, you know, with their little screens. <laughs> so see, I have I have gone my multiple rants of what I think Stadio would be good for, and same as Luna, and same as you know, X Cloud, which I think mm-hmm. is good when you're in a hotel room, you got. Catch the Wi-Fi, and you can't bring your giant cons with you because let's face it, that's well, more get space. Get a Switch. Exactly, yeah. but you know, I don't <laughs> want to play. I don't want to play Mario. I want to play like Halo, you know, or Forza on the road, you know. Okay. Yeah, but I, I grant you that. But yeah, you know, it's it's just like I just don't see a freaking point to like forking over a scripting cost plus also this and plus those are dumb description thing was like renting a game or not i mean at this point it's just like why why would i subscribe to a game? i understand subscribing to again it's a lot better deal it's right renting i subscribe to a service easy easy mm-hmm. i just can't like I love the fact that Microsoft is doing it through the Game Pass service, so I have it. I don't have to use it, but I have it. Mm-hmm. But with these things, I'm forking our fifty bucks over, right? For the controller, and then I got paid for the service and the games. So I really don't see a point. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. So here's my take on Luna. Just from the get-go, it automatically to me seems better than Stadia. And let me let me let me let me kind of let me tell you why. Um, number one, they're gonna, from what I understand, it's only six dollars a month, right? And again, mm-hmm. that's early price, early access pricing, so that might change. It might go up to ten or whatever. Um, and they are literally letting you stream on any devices. Another thing that really caught my attention is you don't have to have the Luna controller. You can actually yes. use the when Xbox on One controller, the DualShock, or or you know keyboard and mouse. Which I was like, okay, that's cool. They're not forcing us, you know, to use their own controllers. I don't mind that. I don't know if Stadia does, but I don't think I think you have to use Stadia's controller. I don't remember. Um, I think it's Stadia with the Chromecast. That's right. Everything that's else, right. I think use your. Yeah. Okay, but gotcha. that okay, point, gotcha. it's just like why bother, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, the uh, another thing that caught my attention is you know they actually said how much data you would think about using and um, they're actually they're actually saying that you could consume ten gigs an hour, which holy crap! Like number one, people have you know have to ration, and that goes back to what we talked about Jesse a thousand times is people don't have that infrastructure built in to consume mm-hmm. ten gigs in an hour. Right. Because um, let's face it, when we play video games, we don't just play for an hour; we play for several hours. Um, but I do like the idea. There's a few things here going on that, that really kind of perked me up a little bit. Um, number one is they're basically doing gaming channels. So you will be able to a la carte in a sense, buy just the gaming channels you want. 
Yep. So, so Ubisoft was like, yep. hey, we're bringing all of our stuff to you, including old things, as like an a la carte channel for Luna. So I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting. That's kind of a neat thing. You know, uh, it's a little bit different um, restrictions. Like Luna's basic package, you can stream on two devices at a time, uh, which is also is another cool thing. And Ubisoft, though, you can only stream on one device at a time. I did read that. Um, so that was interesting to have these gaming channels. So I'm like, okay, well, are you going to have like an indie gaming channel? Or will you have like a Capcom gaming channel? To me, that's kind of cool because now we can have potentially all of those, instead of having to, you know, go to a thousand different places to, okay, I've got to download this, this application for Origin, this application for Ubisoft, this application for Square Enix. Like maybe that is kind of a cool little channel a la carte. I don't know. I'm curious about it. Um, but also the Twitch thing, I, I mean, kind of big. think this that's is big. also a way to... S- like, so you could be watching a Twitch streamer. So let's say that, Mimi, you were streaming, um, uh, I don't know, uh, Val- uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And you're like, oh, shit, I want to play that game, too. There's going to be an option on your Twitch interface, from what I understand, that's going to allow you to switch directly from that channel you're watching, log into Luna, and get that game instantly. Yes. Yeah, that's I saw that, on. too. That is, that's, that's pretty big. Because now you've not just, you know, you're not just making the billions on top of billions of, of Twitch. Now you've integrated it to a second service that is going to drive, your Twitch streamers are basically going to drive that. So then I started thinking other stuff like, okay, well, what if I'm playing a game on Luna and I'm driving 20 people to go get Luna and play this game? How are the streamers going to make money off of that? So, so you all know these questions be a breakdown for streamers as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so I've got lots of questions, but just all in all, yes, it still has the the streaming issues that we've talked about Jesse a million times. Um, but it right now it seems like it's a better better package than Stadia. Okay, if I can describe this like Stadia and Luna together, Stadia is a doctor. Okay, it's a straight up doctor. Luna. You take a can of spray paint, you spray paint gold, you guys have a golden <laughs> dog turd. So it looks better, but it's still a dog turd. And that could potentially be it. <laughs> I mean, know? I mean, until we get better infrastructure for data usage, mm-hmm. it's right. it's still a dog turd to me. Yeah. And I hate to I say, d- I, I'm sorry for the five people that love Stadia. I'm sorry to you all. Um, dozens. <laughs> there's dozens of us there's dozens <laughs> of us tens and tens of them <laughs> i did sign up for luna and i will i did i tested uh, stadia out for like maybe 30 minutes but i will Same. i will test luna out a little bit longer i think yeah because I'm, I'm interested yeah. in this one but again this is just their you know this they're they're competing against xbox xbox is fixed or microsoft's fixed make a crap ton of money off oh, of yeah. their streaming service so there's dozens of us dozens <laughs> <laughs> tens and tens of you oh my god <laughs> so many wow you guys can almost fill a whole game of like pvp destiny wow congratulations <laughs> uh, you know what we're done making fun of sadia and luna so let's go on the free stuff this game this week's free game on epic till the october 1st so get quickly rokush tycoon 3 complete edition pick it up while you can and that's a great series great series i actually picked it up just yesterday, right. so. Yeah. 
a really popular game. Um, all those mm-hmm. sourcey games are, it seems. All right, that does it for the news there. Let's move on to our next segment we call The Mailbag, or What Kids Are Calling Electronic Mail. So we normally take a segment or a question from a person out there, maybe a letter or a note, I guess you would say, and we discuss it. So our question this week was, you know, we've had some games coming out lately, like the like Fall Guys and Among Us is so popular all of a sudden that looking at those games, if you looked at those games five years ago, you'd have been like, what the hell is this? Like, there's no way this is going to be as popular. So then we started thinking about games that were really not on our radars and underhyped. And what games have we had or what games have we played, you know, I guess the past several years that were underhyped but should have been overhyped. Like, they should have been, you know, done better, more marketing. Um, I wish I'd have known more about this game because I played it. It was awesome. So let's go with Mimi first. Mimi, is there a game that recently that wasn't as big, you know, wasn't as flashy, wasn't seen on every Twitch channel, but maybe that was kind of underhyped that you thought deserved a little bit better? You know, not really, but I was thinking like kind of just gaming past, even before streaming and stuff. Um, oh. I, you know, even before all this, um, like the Sierra games. Oh, yeah, Sierra games. Uh, Sierra online games? Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Um, I, one of my favorite franchises out of that was the Leisure Suit Larry games. Oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> you, but, you, you know, dirty then, girl. But, <laughs> <laughs> it was a well, good series, I, though. Like it was a good, and it was a fun series, you know. And yeah. but even even though it was um, at least at its time considered raunchy and and you mm-hmm. know not very politically con- correct, I mean, it really still wasn't overtly like some games are these days. It was a lot more know? innuendos. So, right. Yeah. yeah. So it was done. I thought, it, you know, those were always done really, really well. Um, you know, but they also had the King's Quest, Space Quest. Oh, yes. You know. Quest for Glory. Oh. Uh, yes, exactly. Um, you know, I played all those games. I loved, I loved playing all those games. And, you know, it's really too bad that, I don't know if Sierra just, it just got old and people just moved on or whatever. Um, but you know, I just, those, those were just some really, I think great games. Um, I know of a company that has remade some of these games of the, I believe it's the King quest line. Mm-hmm. Yes. Of, of and the they're King also quest. bringing back Pharaoh from Sierra too. So, yeah. So, um, uh, and I've had a chance to talk to one of their creators um, and get to know him. And uh, so it's been fun, you know, them talking about how much they love um, all the, those games. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's for, so for me, I just kind of went back a little bit further um, on, on how much I miss some of those games that and toe jam and earl panic and funkatron <laughs> an old sega genesis so i was gonna say genesis yeah oh, uh-huh 
You're entertaining the Sega fanboy over here. I mean, oh yeah, that's yeah. Me. Poor, poor Burger's like, oh god, why didn't no, I, I knew about her? the game. I knew about the game. I knew about the game. I was like, you know, uh-huh. this is like straight up like stuff I know because I used to play mm-hmm. the Sega Genesis too, but I didn't have one until like later in life. So I was like, oh boy, let's go for all the games really quick. Play start Sonic at the video store. Creek. And also with ROMs, so. Well, you know, yeah, you know, with the, with those stuff. old Sierra online games, though, Mimi, like you had to order those from a magazine, or you had to go to like a CompUSA or you know a Babbage's in the mall to get those games. Exactly. And, and they were very, you know, they weren't just like sitting on a shelf most places. Like you had to order them. And with the Quest for Glory series, uh, Corey and Lori Cole are the creator of those um, games. Mm-hmm. They actually still produce a lot of games nowadays. They're producing a game called, uh, they just did a, a game called Hero You Rogue to Redemption, which is fantastic. And mm-hmm. they're doing another one of that, but they like kickstart their games and stuff. But yeah, no, they're, those games are making a comeback. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. not huge, but I would say, yeah, those are very underhyped games. Yeah, um, Very and Venice Quest have have been mm-hmm. redoing some of these Quest for Glory games, mm-hmm. and um, doing a really good job with them. And, you know, they these are it's a couple of guys that just love love these games. Yeah, so, uh, they're so good. Yeah, yeah. so, so good. that that's that's my kind of throwback thing, I guess. I gotcha, I gotcha. Jesse, what kind of game? What game has there been any games recently, or or even a long time ago that have been underhyped to you? That oh. turned out to be just a gem. Oh, I can name a few of these things that were way under hype. And all of a sudden, after they were released and like a lot smaller people started playing them, they got the hype they needed. Uh, first one, of course, is Rocket League. No one gave a flying hell about Rocket League until like they saw how fun it was, how easy it was to control. It's pretty much driving on cars, like scoring, like playing soccer. And frick, we all saw how big that got when that first dropped. When that first dropped, that was the month nobody knew about Rocket League, but PlayStation, Sony gave it as their free game mm-hmm. if you had PlayStation Plus. Yep. Really? It was the free game, and nobody knew what Rocket League was. So I remember downloading it going, what is this game? And then like literally two months later, boom, Rocket League went insane. Yeah, it wow. was all over the place. And look where it is now. They're now free to play on Epic, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one is Stardew Valley, because yeah. this is all, I think a lot it, of it those is, games. This is a small little indie game, a small little indie game that pretty much no one knew nothing about until people started playing it and started seeing it. And they're like, "Oh, it's Harvest well, it's one Moon." Guy. One guy, one guy, one guy does it all. Yep, and. Let's face it, now it's back to one guy, and uh-huh. it's still looking great with new update coming soon. And you know, I'm going to be playing that because me and the bird wife are going to work on that. So if we skippy, skilly do. Um, and honestly, I'm looking through the history of games. I'm looking at all the games on Twitch right now, and I'm looking around at us. And I can bring up a lot of smaller games and a lot of bigger games, but I think that's the big one it's Rocket League right there. Rocket League and Stardew Valley. Jeremy, what do you got for us? What is under hype? So recently, there was a game I played that I thought was under hyped was uh, last year's game Greedfall, um, uh, developed by um, Spider Games, I believe it is. Uh, I thought Greedfall was extremely under hyped. I did, you know, they would just basically show a few things about it every now and then, and then the game to me was one of my top three games of, of last year, the year before. I can't remember. Um, was one of the best games of the year. Um, so I thought it was very, very underhyped. 
And it was very disappointing because it, it's it, it's a really good story, and it's a really it's really well done. But that's kind of one of the recent games that you know that to me was extremely underhyped. That you know probably deserved a little bit more than it was thrown. Um, yeah. Another, there's you know there's some other games you know that I thought was you know that underhyped too um, was um, Sea of Thieves was another one that was. It was hyped, but it really wasn't super hyped until um, some of the top tier streamers on Twitch started streaming it. And then it was like, boom, um, here is a huge spike, um, you know, going on for that. But I mean, a, a lot of RPGs typically aren't very hyped, you know, but turn out to be just great gems of games. Um, you know, some of the indie games you kind of see sometimes, I, you know, those are typically under hype because they don't have the budget to hype them. Um, you know, I think one of those was, um, uh, Firewatch. That was an indie game that I felt mm-hmm. was super underhyped that I think if that, I think if Firewatch would just now be coming out, I think it would be huge on game pass. Like I think game pass would have catapulted Firewatch Agreed. way above what it was. Agreed. Um, so it's those little indie games that, but you know, like, like game pass is really helping out with, with those underhyped games. Um, but you know, it, I don't know, just to me, a lot of indies, that that deserve a lot more recognition but here lately it's it's kind of hard here lately everybody hypes their game up yeah you know yes. uh it's and, hard to find then, a really underhyped indie game now it's 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 rare mm-hmm. you know yeah right. i mean there's a lot of you know what what is is it it's called guerrilla advertising i think that's what it is you know where where those people that are creating the games that are Guerrilla marketing, yeah, yeah. Um, those people that are, you know, are creating those games are also doing the PR and the marketing, and so they are, you know, mailing listing it up and tweeting it up and Instagramming it up. So, you know, those people have a ton of really big jobs to do. Well, I think um, it's also because we're in the know. biz too, where we get all these emails all the time about like new titles and stuff like that. Oh you know? gosh, gosh, I had to tell one person, dude, I don't want to play those games. I don't like those games. And like two weeks later, we've got this game. That's the same type of game. <laughs> <laughs> You're just um, spray painting gold in a turn again. How dare you? <laughs> hey, full but, no, but, but I think you're right. I think we live, you know, we like seeing those underdogs, those underhyped games yeah. that just boom, just floor the market. Minecraft. Yeah. Minecraft. You know, was. Yeah, true. That would help with YouTube a lot more. Yeah. Remember, Minecraft was like a what, like a ten dollar game or something like that. A ten dollar game, and I bought it for ten dollars too. So. Yep, and then all of a sudden, boom! Let's sell it for a couple billion dollars, you know, to to Microsoft, and now that's what it is. But, eh. so that's kind of a good question. Like, you know, what sometimes games are underhyped, and let's you know overhype them, and they you're not real on people's radars, but you know they'll pop up like throughout the year, and um, oh, um was um oh gosh the one game that i hated that was underhyped then it was one of the best rpgs like last year uh, was um, disco elysium oh, yeah disco elysium there you are yep so underhyped and i didn't like the game at all but um uh, it ended up being one of the top and like one of the top it was five rpg games of, the of the year, year. it was rpg yeah. of the year last year yep and in the top five overall game and it was just a small little indie dev you know you know i believe in europe so underhyped games yeah they definitely deserve some more of our love well that was a good question um Let's move on to the one of the coolest parts of the podcast is what is tickling our funny bits. Each week, we also like to discuss the newer old games we're playing or what games are tickling our funny bits. Mimi, let's start with you. What games are tickling your funny bits this week? Um, well, I've got a couple games 
that I've been going through, um, I've been doing Paper Mario Origami King, um, and then nice. the Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, and then, and then of course the Super Mario 3D All-Stars that I'm getting excited, I need to start playing that one. Um, and then the other one that I was really, been really hyped about is Death Drive, uh, Death yes. the Bus. How is by, that? By Tallbeard Studios. It's Ben Burns, our friend Ben, ben Burns. Burns. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh. I'm, gonna, I'm sorry. I'm going to plug Ben Burns. Oh, do it. We no, love go it. for it. 100%. Yeah. yeah. He totally deserves it. You're Grim Reaper. You're driving a bus because your horse is sick. So you're driving a bus and you're navigating traffic. I'm reading right off what what it says. You're navigating traffic, shoddy roads, and trying not to run get, run out of gas, gathering up angels and demons in a turn-based puzzle game. And you need to deliver the wayward, wayward souls to heaven or heck across 50 levels. It's a simple retro-type puzzle. It it's fun. So, it's Ben Burns, and I know it's going to be fun. I know it's going to be challenging. I know I'm going to cut his name out on stream. Uh-huh. <sighs> yep. And and you can get it, I'm going to plug it, 99 cents on Steam. So. Heck yeah. Yeah. I mean, even just to play around with it, see how you like it, it's 99 cents. Totally worth it. Ben is a great creator. Um, and he does, he writes everything in it. Music. You know the levels, everything. So, you know that that's he's the sole creator of that. So it's it's amazing. And then the last thing that's tickling my funny bits. I'm okay. Everybody knows I hate winter. I hate winter, but I'm excited to put my Nintendo Lego um, console set together when winter comes. So, I, I keep staring at it, going, "Nope, gotta wait, gotta wait." So. Yeah, I'm excited to see like the end of it, you know. Yeah. To see, I want to see what what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take pictures. I'm not set up to do it like on stream or anything, um, so but I will be definitely take be taking pictures of the progress because I mean the box is like almost as big as my desktop area, <laughs> so I'm I'm excited about that. So, so that that's what's been tickling my funny bits. That's awesome. That sounds sounds like you're having a good time with Mario too there. I, you know, yes, I am kind of a Nintendo fangirl. I admit it. I still have my original Game Boy. That's black same, and white. Same, same. That's black and white, not not the color one. Oh, I guess um, the black one too, yeah. Yeah, so I've got my original one. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of a Nintendo fangirl when it comes to Mario and stuff. Um, I, I have fun with them. That's good, so, though. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah, so there's there's my funny bits that have been tickled <laughs> jesse what's tickling your funny bits this week let me tell you my joys of playing the old mario games and mario all-stars 3d super mario 64 man holy crap what a fun game but dear god getting the 70 stars and being the game totally worth it totally worth it i enjoy my time with that and i love the fact they made the controls pretty simple and there's no none of that under the freaking thumbstick z button bullcrap and i enjoy that but then we get the sunshine, and I'm going to say this one thing to uh, Sunshine. Uh, hope you'll listen carefully. Fuck you, Sunshine. Okay, I played Sun. I forgot how much I played Sunshine in the GameCube when it first came out. I I was like, okay, why did I stop playing this game? Like I beat it. I was like, 
why did I just say I'm done with it? Why did I say I'm done with it? Then I remembered the camera angles, the no flood levels are just horrible. You will freaking lose your mind. You will freaking yell at your TV and question why Sigero Miyamoto made this game so damn hard. But I'm on the last little bit of the game. And then I go to super happy fun time in Galaxy. So it's kind of like you're eating a meal and the appetizer is really good. Your entree was crap. But then you get the dessert and you realize it's a giant freaking sundae with like a bunch of whipped cream and you just want to shove your face at. Sorry for a lot of food references here, but it happens. Um, but <laughs> but then, I, then I picked up a new uh, roguelike called Going Under and... I love the writing in that game because I found my favorite NPC. Her name is Kara. She is a tech engineer that does all software stuff. And she is pretty much the female version of me. And I love her. <laughs> and I will do all the missions for her because I think she is just hilarious. And the game is pretty cool too. You work as an intern for a giant corporation. And all they want to do is go through a dungeon and kill and get mystical like things that help small businesses get bigger. <laughs> and, uh, I thought it's kind of cool. Uh, so is, that was it. Isn't that crazy when you find an NPC or a character in a game that you like that you will do all of their side quests, you will try to make friends mm -hmm. with them, even maybe romance them. Like you just, it's so crazy in your mind how we fall in love. We do, we fall in love with these characters. And forget the most important part of the game. You can pet the dog in that game. Which is the most you important. You can pet the dog? You can pet the dog. Is the dog a nice doggo? Well, the dog's a very cute doggo. Oh. But don't call it doggo. Is this dog or is Kara gets mad? And I'm like, yes. Okay. I love you, Kara. Please don't Aww. change. Yeah. Uh, but Journey, what have you been playing? Uh, one game and one game only this whole week. And I am in love with it. And I do not mind that I'll probably put 200 hours into it. Um, Divinity Original Sin 2. Yes. It is a game from 2017. They read, they did a, a definitive edition. I'm playing the definitive edition and it is absolutely fantastic. Um, I've never gotten more than like two or three hours into the game. And this week I was like, you know what? I want to play this game because I'm probably not going to play any more games until we get to probably Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Um, you know, when the PlayStation yeah. 5 comes out, like I have nothing coming out for me that I really am just dying to play. Um, so I love the game. You talk about animals. Um, so there is an ability that anybody can get. I think it's called Pet Pal. I think it's what it's called, where you can basically conversate with animals. So I have talked to a crab that thinks she's a wizard. Um, I found a squirrel that has like a crown on his head. I think it's a crown. I couldn't really tell. That's riding a skeleton cat and is waiting for the giant acorn to come back to the world. And then I've got this other black cat who apparently has amnesia, and I just got to escort this cat out of town. Um, I also saved a dog that was looking for his mate <laughs> and fed him a, a, a piece of meat that I found, and then he dug up a key for me that actually let me into the building. So this game has all kinds of good stuff. I think the characters are great. I think the stories are great. The music is just freaking awesome. Um, and I can't wait to play more. I've got about 12 hours into it this week. Nice. So it definitely deserves one of those games of the year that I think it's, it's a pretty game because I've watched you play it when you've streamed uh, it. 
It's and, so good. And it's... what's good with that game, Jeremy? Hmm. It's multiplayer, so you can get multiple people in your party. I Back saw in. that, yeah. And you can also be a dungeon master, too. Like, you can set up dungeons if you... Um, so it's pretty much you, advanced D&D, so... Yeah, kind of is, yeah. So that's what I've been playing. That's what's been tickling our funny bits. What kind of game releases are we looking at for this week? Oh, boy, strap yourselves in. We got some game releases this week for the week of September 28th. We got Spelunky 2 for PC on the 29th. Warsaw on PS4 on 29th. Super Mario Bros. 35 on the Switch on October 1st. Warsaw on Switch on October 1st. Yeast Origins on the Switch on October 1st. Crash Bandicoot 4 is about time on PS4 and SS1 on the 2nd. Star Wars Squadrons on PS4, Xbox One, and PC on the 2nd. And Warsaw, Xbox One on the 2nd. So a lot of Warsaw. So if you don't like Warsaw on one thing, maybe you want Warsaw on something else, go for it. But Mario Bros. 35 oh. is going to be, I think, again, we get mad at. So hard. It's a battle royale. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. It looks kind of cool, actually. I mean, yeah. it's it's I free. So it's free. I'm picking yeah, it up. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, every everybody will probably pick it up. Yeah, it'll be it'll be the new BR for about twenty minutes on on. Uh, yeah. On Twitch, you know, yeah. On, on, yeah. on Twitch, yeah, yeah. Just like um, how Tetris was, you know. But it's fine. Yeah. It'll be one of those games you pick up randomly and just play. You know, that's fine with that. You know. So, Ease Origin, fantastic game. Yes. You might want to check, check that out. It's a short game. It's like maybe 9 or 10 hours or so, maybe 11. Um, great game. Star Wars Squadron is supposed to be super good, um, but I haven't really heard a ton about it. You know, I was really – they kind of hyped this game Yeah, but we get, months ago. They went ago. silent. They went so silent. They did. And now, like, I've read some more stuff about it. Um, they just, like, yesterday or – yeah, yesterday day before something, they released, oh, well, now there's progression details – um, there are seasons. We're gonna have seasons. Where you're gonna be able to do competitive ranking stuff, and I'm mm-hmm. like, huh, that's not what I expected. So, I mean, um, I don't know. I'm to gonna kind East of watch Force it. Ready? I mean, that's my thing. I don't know. I'm gonna watch it and kind of see. I'm gonna kind of check it out and see what's going on. But I probably won't buy it right now. I mean, um, again, I'm just trying to save all my money. I dropped, you know, like 700 bucks on a PlayStation Five and accessories and games. So, um, I, I mean, yeah. yeah, like 20 bucks. You can get like what was that ea access for like a month yes and give it yeah. a try out that's how you do it man you know which ea access is fixed to be rolled into game pass i think it's only first tier so you get a 10 hour trial of the new games oh i thought that was just for the new games i thought you still got access to like their old library you got the old library but not the new library not I, the new games yeah 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 this is a trial it's a 10 hour trial enjoy that still though it, it'll let you know if you like the game or not you know exactly and you get a yeah. discount. Yeah, for sure. Maybe any of those games you're interested in? Um, Super Mario Brothers 35. Yeah. Of course. Um, you know, I I don't I don't play a lot of the other ones. You know, I'm kind of a basic gamer, <laughs> I guess. I mean, I'll give no. Lucky a chance because I love roguelikes. You know. You know. See. But I mean, you know, um, so. So yeah, I mean, for me, I guess, um, even though it's even though it's not something I normally play, I'm still holding out for Cyberpunk too. So oh yeah, but but Keanu, I mean, I mean, yours <laughs> then for Keanu at this point. Well, look, you know, when it, when Keanu came out on stage, Burger, I don't know if you've got even gotten your hearing back from 
when what? we were all watching it together. So He's breathtaking, so that's I all mean, I know. He's breathtaking. Oh, all I know is I got to a point where dogs could only hear me. So, <laughs> you know, because I was so excited when he walked out on stage. I mean, it's better than awesome. Vin Diesel last year to Game Awards. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and to show that game that was released from, like, 1994 uh, or something yeah. like that. Like, yeah. Everybody game. was like, what is this garbage that's on this screen? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but even before Keanu, I was excited about Cyberpunk just because I loved how it looked, you know, and how they were presenting it. So, but no, I mean, I, it's, I mean, granted, game releases are coming out, but we all know everybody's waiting for November for everything. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. That's usually the golden month for all games. It's November. Oh, yeah. Yep. Time for the holiday season. Exactly, exactly. And that's, you know, that's like, there's lots of stuff going on. And mm-hmm. that's, and it's, it gets, honestly, Jesse and I talk about this all the time. It's, it's a good time to be a gamer. Whether you're an old school gamer or an indie gamer or, you know, you like to just play three or four hours of a game, then play something else with Game Pass. Like it's a great time to be a gamer, and oh, this is the I, year I think to be we a take gamer. that. This has been the year yeah. to be a gamer. Unfortunately, it has been because we've been praised for like our ability to stay inside for hours on end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was like, exactly. Yeah. So exactly. When they, when they said be quarantined, I was like, challenge accepted. I got <laughs> welcome to my Friday nights. <laughs> Intro- introverts unite. Like, yeah, exactly. We did just fine. We we didn't quite unite, but we did our thing. <laughs> Yeah. But it, it's, it's, it, honestly, it's a good time for being gamers. There's so many good stories out there. There's so many, you know, Jesse and I talk about this all the time. Mimi is it's just, there's something for everybody. And, you know, from a mobile game where you play, you know, Final Fantasy, um, tactical type things or to the AAA games like Cyberpunk, like it's so much. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's awesome to, to have that. And it's awesome to have all of the different, things that you can just do whatever you want you can experience whatever you want so exactly i agree yeah but sadly folks it's that time again it's time to kind of wrap up the podcast and sell out so let's just start again with mimi mimi let the good folks of the internet know where we can find you and your content oh well i am mimi is a nerd all one word um i'm on twitch i'm on you can find me on twitter um, I stream mainly Sunday nights. I have a D&D group, uh, Dungeons & Dragons group, where we stream every almost every Sunday night. Um, and we're in the middle of a campaign right now, actually. Um, so, you know, the more the merrier. Um, we've found our home. I found my home on Twitch. Again, Mimi is a nerd. Um, I go, I, whenever I go live, I will post on Twitter. Um, I do stream other times as well, and again, I post that on Twitter too. I'll play some Minecraft. Um, I've I've tried Diablo 3, but I need to upgrade my system a little bit, I think, um, for some of that other stuff. But um, so, yeah, so that's where you can find me. It's awesome, excellent. Yes, guys, check her out for sure. Go give Mimi some love. Funny, witty, amazing person. Jesse. Jesse, where can we find you? You can come find me at OnlyFans. Um, I'm starting <laughs> to do that now. You know, come watch me Ooh, trying to, wow. come watch me trying to reel on a toilet every Saturday night. No, I'm kidding. You can he just come. eats copious amounts of Taco Bell. <laughs> I, I listen. I cry into a five-liter burrito and I call it good. Um, <laughs> um, you can come follow me on 
twitch.tv slash tech underscore burger. I'm playing games regularly. Watch me swear at Mario. A lot of swearing at Mario. All the swearing at Mario. You can come follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tabberger, where I'm posting it regularly. And, you know, that's pretty much it. Jeremy, where can we follow you at? The same place, folks. You can find me on that purple side of Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Mr. Skyrobi. That's M-R-S-K-Y-R-O-B-I. And you can also find me on YouTube and the Twitterverse at Mr. Skyrobi. And that does it for our time this week's friends. Remember, our goal here at the Arcade Raiders podcast is to deliver our own unique perspective into the video gaming world with random musings and discussion. Until we hear from you again, folks, have a good week and enjoy playing your video games. Mm-hmm.